A smile stretched across my face, my body hunched over my great-grandmother's wheelchair as I heaved her toward the stage where she would take her last breath. The mayor had bestowed upon me the honor of rolling my grandmother up the ramp onto the glossy white stage in the middle of Times Square. Today, on that stage, my grandmother would be presented for her rapture. The wheels of the chair squealed as I leaned into it, heaving it up the incline. The only other sound in the square was the sound of the two gray Atraxian flags, emblazoned with three blue stars, smacking the air as they fluttered at both corners of the stage. The wheelchair caught slightly on the transition from the ramp to the platform. A puff of talcum powder encased my grandmother's wispy hair, the only cloud in sight on this glorious summer day. I gazed across the stage at the crowded square and found myself struck by a sudden notion. Of the eight raptures I had attended in my lifetime, I had never witnessed a rapture from this point of view. On stage, looking out across a tranquil sea of smiling faces. It was lovely. It almost made me envy the darklings. My grandmother's rapture would be the last in New York City. At 114 years of age, my great-grandmother, whom I had always referred to as grandmother, was the last of the darklings. Once grandmother was gone, the city would be clean. Mayor Hillstead said grandmother's rapture would usher in a true era of felicity. I couldn't wait. I wheeled my grandmother across the gleaming stage toward the glass podium, with a mayor would address tens of thousands of New Yorkers. The enormous television screen on the face of one Times Square showed a close-up of the empty podium. The blue star pinned to the front of my tunic twinkled in the sunlight. I turned my face toward the sun, and the corners of my lips curled when I saw the twenty-foot-tall poster on the side of the information studio across the street. The gray face, neither male nor female, the peaceful smile, the words in bold block letters across the top, smile for the angels. The wheelchair jerked to a stop as grandmother's pink shawl, a muted shade of red she was allowed to wear only on this special occasion, became ensnared beneath the tire. Her head toppled forward, and her chin banged against her chest as if trying to jumpstart her fading heart. My mother chuckled softly as she knelt to untangle the fabric from the wheel. Mishaps are good luck. Especially on rapture day, I said, cheerily finishing her sentence. Sweet felicity. Mother smiled as she tucked away the frayed end of grandmother's shawl. She stepped away from the wheelchair, and grandmother's head lolled to the side again as I pushed her toward the center of the stage. Four steel chairs were lined up across the back of the stage, the two seats on the far left occupied by city officials. Thelma Howard, New York City's representative for the Department of Community, waved at me. The sleeve of Thelma's gray dress dangled in the wind, but her smile never wavered. Next to Thelma sat Commissioner Barron. I could never remember his first name. It was so unique. It was surprising he'd won a chief position in the Department of Security with a name like that. Distinctive names made people uneasy, especially the older folks who remembered the names their grandparents were given during the dark phase. 
Commissioner Barron wasn't smiling the way he normally smiled. Today, his grin stretched the corners of his thin lips so wide his teeth were visible, like grandmother's smile. Darklings had a different smile than everyone else. It screwed up their whole face, making their teeth look enormous and their eyes all scrunched up. It could be frightening if one wasn't used to it. But I had grown accustomed to my grandmother's gummy smile, and though I was glad grandmother was not allowed to speak of the dark face, seventeen years of living with a darkling had given me a special appreciation of her facial quirks, an appreciation most of my classmates didn't share.